Hey y'all, I just wanted to make a couple quick updates before we get started. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you want us to be on any other podcatchers, just let us know at PopTakePod on Twitter or PopTakeHotCulture on Instagram. When we get to spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, skip to 1 hour, 16 minutes, and 15 seconds. We also want to put in a content warning for sexual assault when we get to our discussion about Roman Polanski. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Drunk. I'm not. Jesus Christ. Fun. No, that's how the ASMR videos go. I was just having fun with the. podcast where we get drunk as fuck and talk about the movies, the TV shows we watch, the music we listen to, and the books we read this week. I'm Jack. My co-host is Sydney. That was really mean. Yeah? No, that was mean. I didn't even do anything. I said, can I do an ASMR intro? And you said, okay. And then as soon as <laughs> okay. we record, you're, she's full of shit. What? But you're not one fish, two fish, and this is not a podcast Stop. hosted you're by Dr. Mean. Seuss. You're being mean. You yeah. know, how are you going to agree to it in private and then like, do this? <laughs> this is not cool. Because I'm like, yeah, you could do it. Okay. Intro. You're being mean. Okay. I apologize for being mean. Apologize better. I'm so very sorry. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me for the egregious things I have committed. I'll consider it. You better stop before I do another ASMR. I'm going to do my whole everything I have to say today is going to be Lord. an ASMR. Dear Lord. Like, so, so when you hear me like shuffle in front of the, car- the, uh, the microphone, like you're going to be back there talking about your shit. I'm going to be like... <sighs> And I'm going to be clicking, clicking my shit. I hope that wasn't picked up by the microphone and we can just have an awkward silence instead of your actual response. To what? To and weird whispering, yeah. Okay, how are you doing? What are you drinking tonight, Sydney? How are you doing tonight? What are you drinking tonight? Not doing super great, uh, given everything that they just heard that just happened. Um, but I guess I'll, I guess I have to get over it since... I have to be the bigger person. I'm actually kind of irritated about that. But anyway, <laughs> the show must go on. It's not easy being the star. Um, yeah, okay. It's not easy being the star. Mm-hmm. Drinking Moscow Mules, which I have just been told is a white beverage. It's uh, not shocked, a white beverage. It's the fact shocked that Shocked you... and disappointed. Don't, don't, not, not one more word. Oh, no, I'm saying not it. one more word. I'm saying it. It is your fault. Listen, shocked and disappointed. Had she... I known, wait, had I known it was a white beverage, I would have never. It's not that it's a white beverage. So Grace said it was a white beverage. Yeah. So every month or so, she'll be like, "I make the drinks in this house. Like I will mix cocktails. I make cocktails. I'm this house's bartender, basically, which is fine. There are no problems with that. But every month, she'll be like, "Oh, this drink sounds interesting. Let's make it." And she'll text me the thing or she'll text me the drink's name and I have to look it up and what Tuesday you sent me the recipe for a Moscow Mule and wanted to try it and I'm like okay sure and then jokingly was like are we gonna get the copper cups for it and she's like yes we are and then we went to Target across as a joke 
he asked, and I'm thinking, I don't know white culture, so I'm thinking, like, you need the, like, the cup is part of it, and I'm trying to be authentic to the experience and legit with it, and I'm like, okay, whatever, and also, it's like, it's a cup, like, even if I stop drinking tomorrow, I can put, you know, like, coffee in this shit, so we or spent, whatever it is. So we spent 20 fucking dollars. We spent 20 dollars on cups. Per, like, total? For, we spent 20 dollars for two we cups. Bought, no, we bought a lot of other shit. Yes, but they were nine ninety nine per cup. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. Did you take the stickers off the bottom already? Yes. Oh, well, you're fucking lying. You're just saying that because I can't not. prove it. I wish we were, okay. but they were they were ten dollars per cup. So we, we have copper cups. mugs for her Moscow mules, and then her friend came over last night. Grace, and her... shouts out Grace need him. Why do you keep giving Grace said we name? could. Grace said we could. Okay. At G Spot MN. Why do you keep asking? Grace said we could. She said we could. I can't wait for her you to were, listen to this. She said we could. You were doxing this girl and she's doing Stop. nothing no, to I, us. You want me to give her a dress? No, please don't. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, Grace, Grace is going to get a bunch of followers off this and we're still going to be struggling. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, At she Pop looks take funny. take pod on Twitter. Yeah. Please follow. No, please help. They're going to be like, oh, this Grace girl looks funny. Her name is G Spot. Amen. They're going to be like, Pop take, ugh. What is? <laughs> and they're going to be like, they don't even tweet anything. So... She's like, yeah, let's go to Target. Let's get them. And I've made her Moscow mules every night since, what, Wednesday? Tuesday? I'm not comfortable uh, telling my drinking schedule. Okay. She's... Hey! She's had a lot of Moscow mules. Hey! I won't give a number. Hey! I have an exact number, but I will give it. Hey! Stop! I'll cancel this podcast right now. Oh, yeah? I said, I don't want it out. That means I don't want it out. I make Stop a... it, or I'm going to say something embarrassing about you. I make one joke about us canceling the pod because you won't listen to Chance's album, and now we're okay, at a point but where was everything I wrong? is No, now that it. I've listened to it, I'm like, I was right in not wanting to listen to it. Oh, you but were listen. right, but we couldn't have discussed it with just me. Listen, if you keep saying embarrassing stuff about me, I'm going to say something embarrassing about you. Go for and it. I'm gonna, no, because I'm going to go way worse. Because here's the thing, I play to win. I don't play to be fair. I play to Jesus win to end it. Get hope. No, I was see told. See a therapist. Our listeners, see therapists. Therapists are good for you. You don't need to have huge mental health problems to go see a therapist. Do it. I wish I could afford to see a therapist. You literally have insurance. Go find out. You can call your insurance and be like, hey, what's the copay on insurance? My copay yeah, before I move like, to fucking fuck-ass Minnesota was like $20 per therapy visit. Now you're doxing us. I don't, Minnesota is not specific. They don't know where we are. I don't like calling my insurance because they're usually not nice. I'm not saying they're nice, but you can just call and say, hey, what's the copay? You don't like being on the phone, and how are you going to tell me to be on the phone? Because you don't have an issue being on the yes, phone like I, I do. do. I just have to because I have to order prescriptions all the time. Okay. Because diabetes. Yeah, I you got diabetes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Okay. Okay. Stop. You're better on the phone That's, than I am. That's all is, I'm trying to say. This, you apologizing to me for this is like when Marianne Williamson was like, turn the black person in the crowd <laughs> and say, what did she say? African American? Turn to your to African American. I'm sorry for slavery. But yeah. she, she was like, I love you. And they were like, I love you. And I hate crowd shit because there's always someone who's off. Like, no matter what time you know I'm talking about, no matter what time you start, there's always someone who is off and cannot get it together. But that's that's what you sound like. Anyway, we're... Everyone listening to this podcast right now, turn to your nearest diabetic. No. Say, I'm sorry. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Say, I'm sorry. Your pancreas is trash. And I apologize. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Listen to me. Don't do that. Reach out to them. Be like, hey. As the resident diabetic, don't do that. Just be like, hey, you want a chance in my pancreas? We can do that. that. We can make it work. Let's... Don't do that. Let's connect. Don't do that. 
don't do that. If you listen to anyone on this podcast, please listen to me. Do not do that. Don't do that. Trust me. Trust me. Because, <laughs> like, no, because sometimes, listen, sometimes diabetics are, like, like, I have kidney disease with my diabetes, which is okay because they caught it at a good time, whatever. Some diabetics are, like, missing limbs, right? So you don't want to walk up to them and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, they'd be like, yeah, me too. Like, can you please now pick up my pin that I just dropped because you snuck up on me in the middle of this Barnes and Noble? It's <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't talk to strangers you don't know. Don't You'd do it. Like, hey, stranger, I see you have an insulin pump. I'm sorry, would you like my pancreas? That's that, how you should do it. That never happens exactly because every it. single person that sees my pump is like, what's that pager for? <laughs> like that, or they they think it's like a fucking, uh, ta- like a tape deck. Or, like, some dumb shit where I'm like, huh? Because, like, and it's weird because I'm young, so I'm like, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so it is hard because not only are they wrong, but, like, wrong audience as well. All right. Well, this has been, a, like, four times longer of an intro than we normally we do with music. We should have just played music because <laughs> we would have been more on time for our intro. Anyway, welcome to Pop Take Hot you Culture. Already, I think you did that. I don't think I did. Let's say you did. Okay. Welcome to Pop Take Hot Culture. No, that I'm... doesn't mean do it again. <laughs> that means you already did it. We're done. Stop cutting me off and let me finish it. Welcome to Pop Take Hot Culture. I'm Jack. My co-host is Sid. You We're better here. did this because remember I yeah. freaked out? Yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> Cut it out. Did... Cut no, this out. No, let it be in. I'll let my embarrassment stand. Uh, We're making it long, a longer episode. I'm trying to do it and finish it, but you've cut me off three times now. We're going to talk about this bullshit. Uh, we're going to start out with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sid here would like to describe the movie and give the intro. I'm going to do the intro this time because Jack always does it. Can I make it an ASMR intro? No. Just a little bit? No. Okay, can I get a little closer? No. <laughs> Please. Just I feel do like, it. No, listen, I could do better if I did a, maybe an ASMR. Okay. Jesus so, Christ. So, Lord help so, us. So the movie is about... What's the, what are the characters' names? No. Um, How do you not know this? Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, Rick. Is it Rick? Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. Yes, I knew it. Rick Dalton and um Cliff Booth, who are played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Bradley Pitt, and DiCaprio is a movie star. No. No. Television star trying to break into the film industry, you and too Brad loud Pitt. How close you are to the microphone? Shall we start over? No. Okay. Just okay. keep doing it okay. in a whisper or sit back on the fucking couch. ASMR canceled. <sighs> okay, so. You're still too close for how loud you've gotten. Okay, so, um. Brad Pitt is his. Sun double? He's a sun double and they're like friends, but he's also like for hire. Like he has not do all this dumb shit. They were in a movie, or in a TV series called Bounty Law, and mm-hmm. they. Brad Pitt was a stunt double at that point. They've just been together since, and that was in the late 50s, and it's 1969 during this movie. And Brad Pitt is, he does the odd jobs for him, and he's also a stunt double, but he, like, he put back up his uh, cable antenna at one point. So they're doing that, and DiCaprio, there's Al Pacino is in it. Al Pacino is a manager who's trying to get uh, Rick Dalton better work. Kurt Russell is in it. Who's the stunt coordinator for the TV show Leonardo DiCaprio is working on for the first half of the movie. Austin Butler is in it. Uh, He's unfor- Tex Watson of the Charles Manson gang. Unfortunately, Lena Dunham is in it. Lena Dunham is one of the Manson girls whose name I don't remember because she was not an important character. Um, Dakota she Fanning's was the in it. Dakota I'm Fanning pretty sure is, is squeaky. She is. Um, uh, oh, oh, God. Love of my life. Margo, if you're listening to this, please call me at 763. She's threatening to kidnap you on several occasions. Hey! 
including like two or three times since we saw this movie. Margot, don't call her. Margot, Margot, steer clear of Sid. I'll give the full information if Margot reaches out to the show so you can pull a restraining order on this house before it happens. Anyway, so (laughs) Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, who is at this point married to Roman Polanski, and they both live next to DiCaprio at this point in time. Yeah, so... Um, There's also a dog who I'm a big fan of the dog. I will go ahead and say we're going to be a pro-dog podcast. Pro-dog podcast for sure, for sure, for sure. Her name was Brandy. She was a pit bull or Rottweiler? She was Uh, a pit bull? Brandy was a pit bull. Looked, looked like, like a, a pit bull. bull. It was a well, like tan bull. dog, but it looked kind of like a Rottweiler pit bull mix. It was a but pit it was bull a with clip, clipped ears, though. You know what? I'm pulling up the credits, and I don't think they're going to credit the dog. Tarantino said it's not about the Manson murders, and I don't know. Do no one believed wait, him. Do we want to give a spoiler at this point now? Uh, yeah, there's spoilers. We're going to get into it a bit. Uh, I would also say spoilers matter for fuck all during this movie because this movie has no real plot that matters. No, the, the very end, I would say, is a big spoiler. That last scene. Sure, but in a spoiler in the same sense as like Inglorious Bastards, like Hitler gets murdered in Inglorious Bastards, and that's a spoiler. Yeah, but that, that's I think considering how much people don't really like, if you're going to see a Tarantino movie, you want to see don't... it, you're fine. But if you were like on the fence, this is something that makes it more enjoyable. Sure. So yeah, if you're doing that, skip ahead. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna come back and edit in at a time like I did for the first episodes, but. Why not? Because it's so much work and it's not worth it. It took it added literally twenty minutes. These podcasts have been between like seventy and ninety minutes, and it literally takes me over two and a half hours to edit them because of how much time I had to spend putting in how much like time to skip ahead. Because I have to listen, figure out when we switch subjects, and then go back and cut it in, and then also like incorporate the time for how much time it says for me to skip ahead. Okay, well, so, spoiler here, uh, skip ahead a considerable amount, and then skip backwards. If... We'll say ten minutes, uh, I'm not gonna time that, and I'll, I'll look at the thing in ten minutes and let you know if you need to skip ahead more, but I'm not cutting back, because it's a waste of my time. So it's about the Manson murders, but not really. Tarantino said it wasn't, and no one, including Jack, believed him. True. And I did. He said it's not about the Manson murders, he has no reason to lie. He Charles, lies about everything. Charles Manson was in one scene. Uh, Sharon Tate didn't end, none of the people in the house that actually died in for real's life ended up dying the the three people crazily um attacked Brad Pitt and uh, DiCaprio the only person who didn't was Uma Thurman's daughter Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter from Stranger Things Who's, what Megan Hawke no Maya Maya Hawk. I want to say Maya will put a pin in it Maya seems right I'm on that Google foo yeah she left which is funny because Uma Thurman's like, yeah, I'm not going to be in no more movies. And Maya was like, who's not going to be in who no more what? Like, I'll do that. Whatever. So she was in it for a hot second. Um, Austin Butler was very, very hot. I also do want to take a moment to shout out the little girl who did not take DiCaprio seriously. Yeah. Who um, clowned him and then she's like, this is the best action I've ever seen in the trailer. She was... Did you see the, honestly, the, I sent, the tweet I sent you? Honestly, out like, she outsold... Did you see the tweet I sent you? I don't remember. It, it was that, I forget her name, she didn't know who DiCaprio was before filming this. She thought he was a musician. Before we get anywhere, I don't have a Twitter. Don't try to find me. I don't care. Fuck off. My Twitter non-existent. Leave me alone. He has a Twitter. No, I don't. He just doesn't want to give it, which is fine. We respect privacy. But yeah, so it's during the Sharon Tate murders. Charles Manson's in one scene. Um, uh, Lots of dirty feet in this film. Anything else I'm missing, I'm trying to get into it without too much, but there was no real genuine plot for this movie. A lot of driving. This is um like what Fast and the Furious could have been. 
with no racing <laughs> with or no, but just like driving. competitive driving but at all. Like there's not it's even just a car so crash. Low, it's just so low. Hey, that we do lose a tire, which is conflict. We do lose a tire while the car is stationary and no yes. one is in it. Um, fill in my gaps. I think I, I gave okay, a pretty shitty yeah. summary. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I can't. Okay. You, you're better than me. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Rick Dalton. He was a TV actor on a TV western from the late 50s to the early 60s. He's washed up. He canceled the show to try and get into film. It didn't really work. He got it canceled. He canceled the show. He to... didn't say, I don't want to do it, but him doing this shit yes, got it canceled. He said, I don't want to do Bounty Law anymore to work in movies instead. And everyone hates he him. He canceled the show. Not the show got canceled. Rick Dalton shut down production to do movies. He flopped. So he didn't really get anywhere. So he's washed up. He's not doing anything. He has hired Brad Pitt, who is playing, what was his name, Cliff? Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth. Who loves Bloody Marys, which I found out is just pizza, sauce, and vodka. Cliff Booth is his stunt double, but his stunt double's not getting a whole lot of work because he may or may not have oh, killed his wife. fuck, I forgot about that. That's such yeah. a big part of the movie. So no one really knows. We know. He went on a boat with his wife in the middle of the ocean, and his wife ended up dead. Because she was, she was cussing him out. Yeah, she was cussing him out. It's maybe he shot her. It's maybe yeah. she fell off the boat and drowned because she was drunk as shit. No one really knows. But that's like the Natalie Woods thing. Yes. Which, I think that was meant to be a direct parallel to Christopher Walken and Natalie Woods. And I saw that, and I'm like, I hope this is not that, because that since I read that book and I found out yeah. I've not been okay with Christopher Walken... Or, I forget her husband's name, I'm like, I hope this is not that. And the heebie-jeebies, here you are, confirming them. Yeah, I, that's how I read it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I read it. I so anyway, yeah. anyway, because of that, Cliff Booth has had a whole lot of trouble getting work, even if Leo's gone to bat for him. So Rick has hired Cliff as like his assistant, basically. He drives he, for him. Yeah, he, he drives him around, he does housework, he'll go buy, like do his dry cleaning, pick up shit, things like that. But not in a demeaning him. way. Like, they not do seem to be way. fairly good friends. Yeah, not in a demeaning way. It's like Rick knows he's not getting work but wants to keep him around because they're very yeah. close friends at this point And he knows that, like, he can't do that if yeah. he doesn't have money. Which is cool because it's not yeah. in a pity way. They're good, you know, yeah, yeah, they're good friends. It's not a whole I pity you or I feel a need to keep you around. It's a we're friends and you're stuck because people think you murdered your wife and I don't think you did that so I'm here to support you. Also because he beat up Bruce Lee. So Al Pacino approaches him and he's like, hey, you need to stop playing villains who get the shit kicked out of them on TV because that's like Fucking tanking, up your that's, brand. that's tanking your career. You're the guy who loses every fight he's in. And is the dick. So let's get you to Italy. Let's have you film some spaghetti westerns and let's get your career back on track because you need to recover. You need to do better. And you're you're losing tonight. fights on TV and no one cares about you anymore. You're ruining your own brand. So he's like, no, that's trash. I don't want to be in Spaghetti Western. These are terrible. And in Italy, he thinks at that right. point that if he does that, he's, he's given up. And yeah, he's like, if he goes flop. to Italy, it's because his career is garbage. And he doesn't want to admit it. And so he's on this TV show that he's shooting. I don't remember the name of it, but he's the like featured villain of the show. He is acting alongside this little girl whose name we don't remember, but she is got that sold. Not a movie? It's a TV show. Are you sure? Yeah, Timothy Oliphant is the protagonist. He's the protagonist of the series. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, we don't... I can't remember the thing. Yeah, yeah. so it's this little girl. She's eight, and she's reading. She's reading <laughs> She's reading a book. In and the set chair. And then Rick's like, hey, can I sit with you? I'll just read. I won't bother you. And then he starts or breaking he's, down. he's like, would that bother you? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, would it? And I'm like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, and then he <laughs> and then he sits next to her, and she's like, "What book are you reading?" And he's like, "Is this book about this washed up actor?" And then he starts no, crying. no, no, uh, cattle rancher. Yeah, he's it, this washed up cattle rancher, and then he starts crying because he's this washed up actor, <laughs> and they're the same. After uh, she tries to tell him that Walt Disney is the fucking yeah, oh, genius, because she's like, she's I'm reading, reading his biography of a, of a, he's a genius of a generation, and then he doesn't care, and he starts crying like that. Yeah, and then they act together, and she's like, that was the best acting I've ever seen. If you've seen the ads, that's that's her. That was it. After was, he throws her on the ground. It's really, their interactions are really funny, and definitely yeah. the best part of this movie. Worth paying so, the admission fee, honestly. While all of this is going on, Brad Pitt, Cliff Booth, accidentally stumbles upon the Manson gang at Spawn Ranch. He fucks up one of the dudes because he slashes a tire. He's like, this is not good. I'm going to run away. Which is DiCaprio's car. I don't want to evolve this in DiCaprio's car. Yeah. And then beyond that... There's Tex. Tex kind of fucks around with it and he doesn't really know what's going on, but he doesn't trust Brad Pitt slash Cliff. I think it's because he's supposed to be the man of the ranch. So like yes, they're like, which go- he is. Right. That, that's and they're how like, it worked in real life. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So they're like, oh, he's beating up this person. Go get Tex. So Tex if, comes in on the horse. If something happened and Charlie died, Tex would have taken over. I understand the that. Game. I listened to the, the podcast about it. Yeah, but you listened to the last podcast on the that's last, what, which is yeah. now reliable for a lot of factual Fuck, shit. I'm not trying to make no enemies. We're not trying to make enemies, too. We like last podcast on the left. They're enjoyable. They're not great people, but they're enjoyable. I mean, since they kind of cut out their racism, they're better. But their depiction of Charles Manson is not the most accurate. It's not terrible. I wouldn't say that you're being misinformed. I think it's hard to get an accurate uh, picture of Charles Manson, though. Yeah, but you can get more accurate than what last podcast I'm saying unless you read a biography like if I go to the internet and try and read this what I heard from them is pretty much on par with what I would get from a quick internet what I would recommend if you're willing to put four five six hours into it is listen to you must remember this they have a 12 part series on it which is long I'm not gonna front like it's not you say it's just Sharon Tate though right no Sharon Tate just gets her whole entire episode to herself where she's the focus and I I would recommend it it's definitely worth your time and effort but if you also don't want to commit six hours or five hours to Charles Manson, I get it. I wouldn't say that you need to to enjoy this film at all. But while that's all going on... Because he's in one scene. Yeah, he's in one scene. <laughs> so... So he's living in his house. He finds out Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski moved literally next door to him. And it makes him feel like shit. And it makes him feel like shit because he didn't realize it and they've lived there for a month. And this is after Rosemary's Baby. He was yeah, talking about it. Rosemary's Baby came out before he and Sharon... Before Roman and Sharon met. Oh, sorry. I don't know things. Um. So he's like, oh my god, this is the hottest director in Hollywood. And I didn't even know he's literally... 150 feet away from me at any point and if i make an introduction maybe i can get to know him better and cliff's like i wouldn't worry about it i don't know if he wants to work with you he's a weird dude so that's a little bit of an exaggeration but that's kind of what that's kind of what jack read into it he he doesn't introduce himself but the the weird like that that's a little bit more yeah so now we're getting into full-fledged spoilers i'm hoping you skipped ahead if you're at 24 minutes now skip ahead again and if you did not skip ahead because you were trying to dick around i just realized we're 10 and a half minutes in from when i said skip skip ahead for certain now yeah uh so he runs into uh or he talked to al pacino in the beginning of the movie he decides to take him on they go to rome they go shoot three movies one's a james bond ripoff one is a western I remember what the third one was. One of the one, the dude that Brad Pitt pretended to be in Inglorious Bastards, whose name was, I think, Antonio Margaretti. 
uh, he's one of the dudes who directed one of the movies in this shit, which was so fucking funny. And it's funny because I've seen Inglorious Bastards at least three times. I don't remember. All I remember is 10,000 Nazi yeah. scalps. Yeah. Which and, I get. And BJ Novak being ugly. Which I get. Um, this is your best work yet. <laughs> Can we insert a clip? No. Can we find an audio? No. We will put a pin in it. And if you don't hear audio, just know that I did not get my way and I'm crying. <laughs> So they go to Rome, they shoot shit, it skips to six months later, they come back home. Uh, <laughs> Rick Dalton got married. He has a wife? He has a wife now who's Italian who doesn't really speak English. Who do you think she was? I thought she was Vanessa Hudgens for a hot minute because apparently Tex is Vanessa Hudgens' fiance. I told you that. No, they're yeah, not. They're actually not engaged. They've just been dating for eight oh. or nine years. Yeah, you whispered that to me during the movie. Yeah. And then because we saw I, her walk in the airport and I'm like, oh, that looks like Vanessa Hudgens. And yeah. I saw a better look at her and I'm like, oh, that's not Vanessa because Hudgens. Because I'm like a, what's it called, a Rolodex of uh, famous people yep. for you. So like every time we see a movie, I'm like, that's such a, such a, such a. It's a rare occurrence when I can ID someone yeah. before her and I get to point it out and rub it in her face. That's just because I like celebrities. I don't give a shit about them, but I do like knowing them. Yeah, so he got married to her. He spent literally all of his money on her mm-hmm. beforehand to the point that he has to sell his house where he yeah. lives next to Roman and Sharon Tate. Yeah. He's planning on moving into a condo and trying to find some more work. Do we want to talk about Sharon Tate doing her movie? Like any finite oh, thing, so Sharon Tate Sharon, doing her movie. Margot Robbie is Dirty in- Feet. Margot Robbie is in four scenes, and we can backpedal to that. We're focusing on him because he's the main character. Okay. So he is planning on selling his house. He can't afford to pay Cliff for anything anymore, so they're going to have to more or less part ways. They're friends, so they're not, like, cutting each other out entirely. They're not pissed about it, but... They're like, let's get drunk one last time. Yeah, they're like, we got back, let's get drunk, let's go get fucked up, and then we'll figure shit out yeah. later. So they went and got tacos, and this was this was the night of the... The Manson murders. But th- but that didn't happen. But this was the same time. So yeah. th- so during the movie, this was, it is Sharon Tate is doing this at this time. Yeah, they're pulling all these parallels where Sharon Tate sh- goes to El Coyote yeah. and gets drunk and comes home at no, 12. No, she doesn't get drunk because she's pregnant. Everyone else gets drunk. Yeah. And then they come home and... Leo and Brad Pitt come yeah. home and Brad Pitt needs to take his dog for a walk and he's like, hey, I bought this acid cigarette a while ago. Let me smoke it and go on a walk. So he does that and then the three of the, or the four of them pull up and they're about to go into Sharon Tate's house and they're like, we're gonna kill her and Leo hears their shitty muffler going off real loud and he comes out and yells at them and tells them to go away. So it's it's like, up until this point, if you watch it, you think that it is gonna be the Tate murders, which I did. I don't know if you did too. I did too. I will. I thought they were going to get very tense. I thought they were going to get distracted and kill both Leo and Brad Pitt first. Yeah, but so so they go up into the place. DiCaprio is drunk after they come back. He's like, "I'm gonna make these." Drunk He's margaritas. literally sipping out of a entire blender, blender of margaritas, a frozen margarita. After Brad Pitt hood yelling takes, him to go away. He's like, "Get this piece of shit." What did he say? He called He's a mechanical like, asshole. He called it a mechanical asshole. Like yeah. it was so loud. He's like, "Get away, you fucking hippies!" And he hates hippies. He had to dress up like a hippie for that role. He hates hippies it's very funny so he does that they go back and they're like oh that's rick dalton ho 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 i had a lunchbox and shit and they go up and i don't think they knew it was him and i think that was just tarantino shit is they spontaneously pick a house and because maybe tarantino had a you know whatever of conscience and didn't really want to do manson murders again he had them break into their house after brad pitt is high on this acid cigarette one of them was like hey 
we were raised on violence. That's what TV is. So yeah. I've always had this dream where we go kill the people who raised us to be violent. I don't think it was. That. I think it was. No, in, that was what was said. I don't think she was targeting Rick Dalton. It wasn't Rick Dalton. It was let's kill people who raised us to be violent. And Which Tex is was Hollywood. the one. Yeah, and Tex was like, "Hey, I love your. Sh- I love this guy's show. When he was uh, when I was a kid, he really was the coolest yeah. shit." It is. And then they're like, "Let's go kill him." It no, they didn't say let's go kill him. It didn't see deliberate. That was absolutely what they he were didn't say. Let's to. go kill him. It did she not did. seem the no, girl did in the back seat. It did not seem deliberate that they killed him. It seemed like a chance. Like maybe they decided it, but we did not know they, they were going to kill him. They decided in the minute of seeing him yell well, at them. They weren't planning unspoken. On unspoken. No, it wasn't unspoken. It was clear. Anyway, it was not. It was not verbatim. It was. It was unspoken. Almost verbatim. Inference. Uh, Brad Pitt's dog is crazy trained. It's a very raccoon food dog. Yeah, it's a very well behaved pit bull. Uh, yeah, so that's part of the thing. So they break into Brad Pitt gets back from walking his dog before these three show up. They break into the house, which is unlocked. So he can and go then the dog in. he's trained the dog to sit on like a chair without moving. Yeah. It's the couch in this house without moving while he puts food out, and then he's high on acid now. So he gets real interested in the dog food, mm. licks it, pours it in the bowl, and he's like, whoa, that looks real cool. And he's just super distracted. He's just like, high yeah. as shit on acid. And then all three of them break into the door, and he's keeping them still. Her. And then... Brandy. Is the dog's name is her. Oh, her? Girl dog. Okay. Yeah, Brandy. He's telling the dog to stay still. And then he's like high as shit. He doesn't know if he's actually watching these people break into his house. Because he's, he's like, just are y'all real? Yeah. Because he's like, and who then, are you? I'm the devil. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he breaks out in laughter when the guy's like, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the because devil's work. Because it's funny because they're also high. And that's what makes it funny. It's like the Spider-Man meme. Like all of them are high. And then it just breaks into ultra violence. It, it the movie is not gory up until this point, and I've been I was stressed yeah. to so, watching it because I'm like it's gonna be gory because Tarantino shit is like gory in an gory. Inst- but also in an instant. So I'm like it's gonna be gory now, it's gonna be gory now, and it never was. And then that last scene why it kind of let down my guard, then it was it ma- it pretty much made up for the fact that it had no gore in it. Right. Um. But we watched this. He uses the dog. He kills Tex. He kills uh Sadie. He kills no, the other girl. No, it's not Sadie. I thought Sadie Wait, was Sadie? one of the girls who showed up. We don't know the names. Uma Thurman's daughter left in the car, and there's two other girls. I don't think they were named. One was Dakota Fanning sure? and Squeaky, right? It was not. Oh. No. And that's Squeaky, not Sadie. Yeah, okay. So, so I thought Sadie two, came. two unnamamed girls. One's a ginger. Can I say ginger? Uh, yeah, I know Sadie. Or, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not a hair offensive? slur. Is ginger offensive? Y'all are ginger. Suck no, it up. No, stop. No, no, no. Listen, is ginger offensive? No. I want to know. It's not. DM us. Tweet at us. DM us <laughs> so, on Instagram. Whatever. We don't care, but we're also going to laugh but at listen, you. But listen, no. He's going to laugh. If it is, I am sorry. I am sorry. But she's she's redhead. Say She is a woman of the red-haired tribe. Red-haired color. A red-haired persona. Um, And then there's a, a dark-haired bitch who looks like the chick from Twilight. You remember that girl in the third movie where I told you she had her own book? No. And she was the last one. They were like, spare her. It was like, no, but something this has not been before. Anyway, <laughs> she, I think there's a lot of famous people. That, here's the point. There's a lot of famous people in this movie that we didn't know was famous. This movie was less racist than most of Tarantino's stuff. Not a single N-word, which is the no first time. No N-word, had, yes. Which is the first time we've had that since, uh, what, Inglorious Bastards? No, there was N-words in Inglorious Bastards. Was there? Yeah, because her boyfriend was black. 
Right. So they said it like at least once or twice because I remember. Because right. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll be okay. And then so they were. So the first one since Kill Bill. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Death Proof had it. You have a better uh, handle on his shit than I do. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but so they, they killed the people um, pretty violently. Yes. Uh, the dog fucks up Tex. Then the dog fucks up this other girl. Well. Brad Pitt is literally smashing this girl's face into a mantle over a fireplace. But and he then, also throws the dog food can at the one girl's face. Oh, breaks, breaks her, her nose, nose immediately. Tex, Tex's dick is getting, like, pretty much ripped off by this dog. Which, like, pit bulls are not inherently violent like the stereotype is. But in this, it was violent. Yes. Uh, you go with this... Tarantino's like, I'm not gonna make it violent for the first two hours, 20 minutes of this movie. Let me make up for it now. This, it felt like, it, was, it felt like near four hours. I know it wasn't, but it was long. It's two hours and 41 minutes. Because they if, were just it does driving. Not, it does not feel like it's less than two and a half like hours for sure. drive underscore yeah. Halsey underscore MP3. Drive Brad Pitt, yeah, Brad Pitt was driving for literally at least 40 minutes of this movie. Can we insert a clip of Drive by Halsey from her album no, Badlands? No, I don't want to give Halsey any more credit because she doesn't deserve any of it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I stand by my statement. Halsey taught us that red and blue equals purple. Wow. Remember he was red and I was blue and something and you turned me into a lilac sky and I realized and you realized purple just wasn't for you. <laughs> Do you remember? So here, no, we no, listen real quick, real quick. Halsey had a song. No, where she was talking about. Listen, Halsey had a song about. where she was like, "You were red and I was blue, and you touched me, and I felt like a lilac sky." And then you hey. realized purple wasn't for you. And then when she came out with this, she wasn't famous. She put the lyrics on Tumblr. She said that when I blow up, people on Tumblr are gonna think that I bit myself from a Tumblr account. And sure enough, that's what happened. Hey, if for some reason you haven't skipped ahead the 90 seconds that you already skipped ahead for 10 minutes, skip ahead another 10 minutes and I'll let you know to skip back. I'm sorry we suck. But anyway, yeah, Halsey predicted that she would bite herself in her mind. Jesus Christ. New Americana. So, Brad Pitt basically kills these other two. He fucks up one of them who's like basically blinded and runs through a glass door. Falls in the pool where... Uh, DiCaprio's on a floaty. Yeah, he's on a floaty. His, his, he's on a floaty listening his to his listening to his tapes to practice his lines. No, no, he's listening to music. Oh, he's listening to music. At this point, he's listening to music, drinking his pitcher full of frozen margarita after he was already drunk. And they fall in the pool and he's like, what the fuck? And, he's and so he freaks out. He's mind. scared. He thinks she's going to shoot him. Rightfully she, so, because she has the gun. Yeah, she's literally blinded and shooting into the air at this point. Screaming. So he hops out of the pool, runs into his pool house... Grabs out this fucking flamethrower and burns her to a crisp and she dies in his pool. The only funny part of this film, because of how, here's here's the funny part. Starts with DiCaprio getting out, going to the pool house, grabbing the flamethrower. When the music from the movie plays and he has this heavy shit, he's walking like a soldier. And as soon as he turns it on, funny part end. Yeah. I think Sid was the only black person in this theater of, what, 40, 50 people at least? I don't know. And the entire audience is busting out laughing, watching this world, this girl's face get caved in, this thing, dude's dick get bit off, and har- her get burnt to a crisp, and none of it is funny. The hard- So, like, the DiCaprio show was funny, but the hardest part, and I did tweet this, if it's not Tarantino's movie that ruins it for you, it is his stands. Two people over from Jack were laughing like crazy, and they were definitely fucking incels. People on the left of me were older couple, at least 65, and all I hear is this dude munching on his popcorn, and the woman is next to him being like, this is such and such 
which is literally what I do for you. Like, she was like, this is Uma Thurman's daughter. And it's like, that's what I do for you, but we're not 65. Also, they were talking at pretty much normal volume. Right. So, like, when I said, ooh, this is Uma Thurman's daughter, it's because I heard that bitch say that. Like, no lie. So, it was not an enjoyable experience for me, but it was definitely, surprisingly, it was less enjoyable for me than when we saw Get Out. And that, I think and we saw. I think we saw Get Out in a more racially diverse crowd. No, Get Out, were, Get Out was a somber film. Like no part of Get Out was funny. It was like either a the, horror or like realistic horror for like the black people. Where this is like a lot of like, that uh-huh. was meant to be comedic relief and Get Out. The only part that I can remember from Get Out being funny is I would have voted for Obama three times. Yeah. Ho ho ho. Which dad? Uh, a lot of the people he killed at the end of the movie. The cap who? In Get Out. Or it's meant to be comedic. That wasn't funny to me. The whole thing was... I was very tense in Get Out. Yeah. Which, we'll, we'll do that. a thing where we go back and we watch, like, uh, stressful movies. For you, it'll be um, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. For me, it'll be Get Out. Why is Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory <laughs> stressful like, for me? Because you always came for Grandpa Joe being uh, depressed. depressed. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get why he's so depressed that he can't get out of bed. Come on, Grandpa Joe. You got it. One foot than the other. That's you. <laughs> That is me. I'm not making fun of your depression, but like I feel like if anyone you wouldn't root for Charlie, you'd be like, come on, Grandpa Joe, don't let them kids have all the fun. Well, this is your day too. Jesus. But but yeah. So um, that's the movie. Uh, at the end, DiCaprio is meets what's his name, Jay Silbing. Jay Selbing. Um, he's Selbing. like, holy fuck, are you guys all right? And and DiCaprio is like, oh, we are, but the hippies aren't. And he's like, ha ha. Jay Sebring. Yeah, um, dead ass though. Rest in peace to everyone who who did die. Like this shit is it's super fucked up. Like Sharon Tate, yeah, everyone who died. Like at this point, I'm making fun of Tarantino because of like his shit, but people did die, and that is fucked up. So the families of Sharon Tate, J.C. Bring, and uh, I don't know her name, but Folgers, the Folgers girl. I can't remember her first name. She was the heir to the Folgers girl. These are the heir to the Folgers. The heirs of the Folgers, uh, coffee. Empire. They are. This is the first Manson-related movie that they have ever given their, their blessing that to. That their families have given. That their families have. Yeah, they're yeah. dead. Okay. Their families. We know they're dead. So. Yeah, their families have only given their blessing to this movie. And no is, Manson movie they have given their blessing to. It before. is awful. I did not like. I've looked up the Manson murders before seeing this. I only looked up Sharon Tate because I'm currently reading Valley of the Dolls. She was 26. Yeah. And we're both, like, pretty much 22 at this point. Like, that's insane. Not only that, like, she was eight months pregnant, but, like, that's hella young. Yeah. But all that happens, the movie ends. Um, no, DiCaprio, they, they get together. They have, yeah, like, a DiCaprio, DiCaprio is they meet, out they meet talking the to the gate. police, and they meet at the gate. Because Brad Pitt gets Bring, carted out. Yeah, so Rick Dalton and J.C. Bring talk for a bit, and they're like, wow, that's fucked up. What uh, did they want? And then, yeah, and then he's like, what did they want? Rick Dalton's like, I don't fucking know. And then Sharon Tate reaches it's out to the them intercom. on the intercom. She's like, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I'm talking to Rick Dalton. And she talks to him for a minute. She's like, you want to come in and talk to us? And they go up and they all go talk. Yeah, and there's an air- a weird aerial shot above the... Yeah. And that's where I'm like, this movie's... So we're is it because of the crazy- aerial shot? We're, we're done now. That's the yeah. summary. Um, I will say, thank God that Charlie Manson's not in it much, and thank God that Roman Polanski's not in it as much. Tarantino did not let us down in this way, and he gave us an accurate, our vitamin D of foot fetish was satisfied. That vitamin F. The vitamin dirty F. DF. Dirty foot. The dirty foot vitamin. Jesus. 
Mm. Dirty feet. So. Mm, dirty feet. I wish Tarantino <laughs> narrated to skip over a lot of this shit in the movie to not make it this long. Oh, six months. So. Yeah, from what I get from watching this movie is the script Tarantino shot and was editing was originally, like, probably six and a half hours long. As a guess. And then he's like, obviously I can't make it this long, so he cuts it and cuts out a lot of shit and puts in narration to speed things up. Tell the thing, what do you say about the people, the famous people? The famous people in the premiere? Oh, yeah, like four or five, six people who... Do we have win- names? I don't... We do. I don't know them offhand, and okay. I don't want to look it up okay. right now. Okay. Several famous people were in like, this notably movie. Notably famous people, like Kurt Russell, Dakota Fanning, famous for the young kids and the old heads, like that level of famous. Where they're not A-listers anymore, but they're noteworthy. They went to the premiere thinking that they were going to be in this movie and were cut out entirely, thinking and they were going to be in it more than they were, thinking they were going to be in it more, and they were not in a single frame <laughs> beyond like a a cameo type of appearance. No. They were not in a frame he, of the final cut. Were, but then that's not Dakota Fanning and Kurt Russell. That, Kurt, means there's that level of famous, not okay. that level of screenplay. Because Kurt Russell and Dakota were in this, and Dakota was almost un, uh, unrecognizable. Yeah. Beyond she had a voice. lot of makeup. And... I don't think, I think she's, we, when's the last time we've seen Dakota Fanning? Twilight Saga Part 2? Like, for real. You would be together? Probably that. No, I know she's we been as a society. Since. Oh, uh. Because she's not in Superbad, right? Who's. That's, uh, is that Chloe Grace Mozzarella who's in Superbad? Who's she, in Superbad? Superbad's old as shit. But super, didn't they do Superbad too? I don't, not that's come out. Oh, so then it's coming out. But that's Chloe Grace Mozzarella, right? I'm looking, yeah, I think so. Dakota Fanning was in been. this. Before that, she had a small role in Ocean's 8. Oh. Uh, otherwise, the last movie I recommend her from. Recognize. I recognize her from Is He at Twilight? Yeah. In 2012. So, 2012. So that's nine years almost, right? Six, 2012 is seven. Seven. Yes. Seven, nine. Six and a half, seven. Both odd numbers. Very close together. Um. So yeah, she has not been anything where she has been a, a notable cast member for a while. Yeah. So she's, she's grown a considerable amount. Right. So the script that, Cap, that Quentin shot with this was, I feel, no evidence, I feel it's probably like six, seven hours long. He realized that that wasn't doable, so he tried to cut this, and he put in narration. The way that this that movie... That I thought was Kurt Russell. I thought Kurt Russell was doing a narration. The way that this movie ends is so weird to the point that it makes it feel like none of the plot was worth your time. Hang on real quick. Skip ahead another five minutes if you have been skipping ahead now. I Can I talk now? Yeah. I don't think so, because I think if you were going to do a fictionalized version of the Manson murders... Where you don't make Sharon Tate dead, and you did all this other previous shit. Like I would say, if anything, he has to have Brad Pitt go to the ranch to meet the the Charlie's girls and shit, because you know continuity or whatever. That was kind of dumb. He didn't do anything. Tex didn't really fight him, and and Tex wasn't like, oh, I recognize you, like Brad Pitt did. The end of this seemed like the best place to end it, considering they didn't kill Sharon Tate. They didn't even kill DiCaprio, or Brad Pitt, or the dog, or his wife. No one really suffered Except beyond the, the tr- right, which you know I'm saying whatever. So it's a, it was kind of weird, but I think given everything he led up to it with this point, it was the only way it could have gone with the length of time it was. I just wish we had some Tarantino narration being like, yeah, so 
Rick Dalton collaborated yeah. with Roman Polanski. He had a renaissance of his own career where he growth showed new success throughout the 70s and succeeded. Sharon went on to have a successful film career dying in like 1999 yeah. in a car crash or something like I think like that. you wanted something from like I wanted some me, resolution for the fact that no, they're trying to get us to be invested in these with characters. Me, with me, with where it ended was fine because Sharon Tate is is dead, unfortunately. So there's nothing that she has done, or even could have we speculated she had done where we could have put anything to that. DiCaprio was a has been at that, or like almost a has been at he, that point. He was never famous enough to be a has been. So it's like it's fine. They could literally disappear and it'd be fine. There are plenty of famous people. Like we don't care what yeah, Britney Spears' sister is doing right now. But they're now. trying to make us invested in this character, and like Brad Pitt got stabbed in the leg and being carted off in an ambulance, and we know that he's also about to get cut off from DiCaprio. So what's going on there? It's not the the character. I think think it's like you know Sharon Tate dies here's an alternative like I genuinely believe viewing this movie is like here's what would happen if Sharon Tate didn't die I don't care about well, Sharon we Tate we don't have anything that happens after Sharon Tate wouldn't maybe die. it's because you may, do you like her more as an actor cause like I don't I'm not gonna be like I don't care about Sharon Tate but she did Valley of the Doll she whatever she died Sharon that's, Tate, that's fine I'm not like ooh what could Sharon Tate have had been Sharon Tate you know? showed promise of being a successful actress on the level ooh. of like Kristen Dunst or Reese Witherspoon. But lots of non-dead people do that too, so I'm not very pressed about yes. what she could have been. Where if they I'm, ended it like that, whatever. This isn't something where like, oh, I wish like, I had been able to know Sharon Tate. This is just, Sharon Tate showed promise as an actress. She was not some like ditzy blonde who didn't right. know what she was doing. She was a competent actress and she could have done a lot. Her career did not take off because other people botched it. Fine. And she then got murdered before she could have fixed it. I think her murder made her more famous, though. Absolutely. So she could have also not done anything else. She could have just had the baby and been done. She I think, but that's not what she wanted from everything that's been talked about. I about think her. Sharon Tate's whole shit with the baby and everything, and her dying at this point, because the only person we have alive still is Roman Polanski. So it's a more not a character study, but it's more representative of how he, fucked up he has been. Because of this, then, like, what she could have been. It's like, yeah, she could have been this, this, and this. Let's look at how it actually fucked up Roman Polanski, who's hiding in France as a fucking government fugitive. International fugitive. Interna- Fuck, it's such a cool name. <laughs> I don't support child rape, obviously. I do Thank want to come out Thank you for clarifying. Yes. We are not a pro-child no. rape podcast. Yes. I, we are not, but also specifically, I am not. So, I do. I just want to clarify for myself. Um... But but you said his mom died in the Holocaust, his wife got fucking his wife and unborn child got murdered. Like that's a fucking tough. Like that's a tough life to live. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm not gonna lie. Like for he, sure. he's fucked up for raping that child. But like that that's a tough life to live. Like in the fact that he hasn't killed himself, I am astounded. It's, it's not even just the child rape that's so shitty. It's that he said that the only reason people hate him for it is because they also want to have sex Ooh. with children and. Now, that's only that's not only fucking like incorrect, that's fucked up. That's loud and that's wrong. Yeah. I and then you have people like Wes Anderson and Alejandro Inuritu saying that he should be forgiven and let off the hook and come back to Hollywood and his charges should be dropped. Wes Anderson who did Wes Anderson signed a petition saying that Wait, he should not be charged and Fantastic he be set free. Mr. Fox. Fantastic <gasps> Mr. Fox, Grand Budapest Never seen. Hotel, uh Royal Tenenbaums. Never seen. Isle of Dogs. Never seen. I've seen Fantastic Mr. Moonrise Fox. Kingdom. Never seen. 
I've seen Fantastic Mr. Yes. Fox. Fantastic what, Mr. What Fox, cuss? Wes Anderson signed a petition saying that Roman Polanski should be let off the hook and no one should hold him accountable Wes for Anderson's it. Wes Anderson's white, and that right? his Yes, and okay. that his contributions to cinema are so great that they outweigh child rape. Real quick, so he I know I've seen Rosemary's Baby, which is whatever. What else has he done? Noble? Chinatown is his biggest oh. film other than that. All I remember is that nigga getting his nose cut off. <laughs> Almost. Because you know, I remember watching that in 10th grade like, oh my god, that's not sanitary. I'm like, he cut his nose off. Dear Lord. Okay. Um, yeah, so he did that. Um, he did The Pianist. Is his no. last big film. He won an Oscar for that in 2002, which is 30 years after he raped this child. And he wasn't able to show up to present it. Do we? Oh, or receive it. Um, um, we should do a content warning. We should do what? Content warning. We should have done a content warning before. No, Roman are so We should do a content warning. Okay. I'll look at editing it at some point, but I might not. I th- no, I think it is good to do. Okay, I'll try to do it. Um, Would, Have we heard anything from this child who's not now a child? She's basically said that it was fucked up. She really regrets being in this situation she was in, but she doesn't want to hold him accountable for it anymore. She wants to let it go. She wants her life to move on, and she doesn't think that he should be arrested or put in prison because she quote-unquote, did consent to it. I think she gets a lot more she from was... saying this, like, from condemning him. She gets a shit from his fans. Yes, And also yes. from being, like, the girl who did that when everyone's gonna try and blame her. Like, she wants to move on for I, her own yeah. life and safety, which right. I, I completely understand. Right. I don't know her personally, so I can't say it for sure, but it sounds like she is trying to forgive him so she can move on with her own life and because she's scared of the repercussion of saying he should be in prison. Or saying she so, wants to forgive him. like, the big... The biggest controversy of this is that from different accounts, he gave her a quaalude and made her high to try and convince her to fuck her. Jesus. Like, so he could fuck her. And then the other one that's mostly on Roman's side is that she brought quaaludes herself and took them for fun. Jesus. Because she... This is so dark now. Yes. We do need to give a Yeah, I'll put in a content warning. She was a model and she was, I think, 13 or 14. And he was trying to shoot risque photos of her for French Vogue because French Vogue did like near nude shoots of children cause that's yeah. what that's that's yeah. what I mean, French Vogue does apparently whatever. the only thing I feel um, bad for him about is that his mom died in the holocaust that's it and, and, that, and yes I'm sorry and that his wife and 8 month baby were murdered because yeah. this was before the child rape so that I do feel bad for because if you hit the, mom holocaust you hit Wife and child murdered? Awful. Yeah. Awful, awful. Yeah, listen to, uh, listen to, you must remember this, because they go into detail on other people affected by it, and it, I think it's worthwhile. When everyone says must, like you said, you must remember this, it either feels like a scary hypnotist magician, or like an omen, like, uh, fucking, you must remember, like, it feels so dark. I can't for the life of me remember the name of the woman who runs this, but she wrote a book on old school Hollywood, and it's about the first century of Hollywood, like, that's the whole podcast. They went on to a permanent hiatus in January. They don't know if they're ever going to come back because she's covered most of what she wants to do. But she's also done things like uh, Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart's relationship. And she does a lot of great stuff. It's worth checking out if you care about older cinema. It's very, very interesting. And Charles Manson's, I guess, a good jumping in point because she covers it real well. But if you also don't really care about Charles Manson, don't do it. Um... But yeah, we should get, actually get into our criticisms at yeah. this point because we've got so, a lot of history background. Yeah. yeah, so we're literally fifty-three minutes in this fucking oh, podcast. Geez. So, uh, 
This whole shit's fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think it ends in a weird place that I, I'm not happy with. I think that Tarantino could have added five minutes to it to give some false resolution. Because the way that it ends right now, there's no point in anything at all that they did. Mm. Like, it's... none of this story means anything when it ends in this way. Because you don't know if Rick Dalton's going to get work. You don't know if Cliff Booth is going to get work. You don't know if Sharon Tate's actually safe or if Manson's going to send more people after her later or more people after Rick Dalton for killing three of his favorite people later. Like, none of this is resolved in any way whatsoever, and that is frustrating and disappointing. I think I drew on a lot of the fact... Like, for me, it seemed like Tarantino wanted to do a spinoff Manson Murders but not make it about Manson, and with that, for some reason, I figured out the, like, accurate amount to put into real life and to put in his fiction like mm-hmm. after this i was like okay i don't really expect anymore like I, I got it like it seemed like you could tell where he was pulling it especially from the amount that he gave sharon tate screen time i did not expect much from him this was fine like this it's like the nazi thing with the inglorious bastards where that was i was less satisfied with that than i am with this i don't know i like being a movie nerd and all that dumb shit having spent 350 fucking dollars on criterion movies in the last week and a half is uh, the is that movie hollywood frame by frame or seduction sex lives and stardom how hughes hollywood i don't know what you're talking about the girl who did you must remember this uh i think she did the sex lies in hollywood book are you sure it wasn't Hollywood Frame by Frame? That could be it. She did both of them. These are her yeah, two most recent. Yeah. She's an author. She also hosts a podcast. Like, right. What's so her the, name? Uh, Her name is Christi- K- Karina Longworth. She's super good. And it good. is Hollywood Frame by Frame, The Unseen Silver Screen and Contracts Sheets, 1951-1997, or uh, Seduction, Sex, Lies, and Stardom in, Hollywood, Hugh- in Howard Hughes, Hollywood. Yeah, she's great. She does a whole overlapping which, which series. Which one is it, though? She did both. But which one is the one you were talking about? Oh, uh, the... Sex? The, not the Howard Hughes one. So, uh, it was... That was her ha- most Hollywood recent Hollywood frame by frame. Yeah, and she based a lot of the second season of You Must Remember This off of that. It's it's definitely... If you care about Hollywood, it's worth checking it out. I'm not going to spend any more time on this I'm sorry, other the, podcast. this was a random thing. Yeah, I'm not going to spend any more time on this podcast, but I think it's worth checking out if you care about old school Hollywood at all. I just want to drop the actual name so you yeah. don't have to research it. Yeah, that's it. worth it. But yeah, it's called Hollywood Frame by Frame. The Unseen Silver Screen in Contact Sheets, 1951 through 1977. It seems like it's a picture book. Yeah, it's a picture book with essays. I haven't read it, but I've heard very good things about it. Otherwise, start with her podcast. Her podcast is great. I'll add it to your cart for you. Um, But, so, I don't even remember. You said the film nerd that you are, you're basically not satisfied with it. Yeah, the film nerd that I am, like, I don't. There's no clear Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, or even Act 1, Act 2. Like, if Act 2 starts when they come back from Rome... Which I would say that's too late to Yeah. Me. If they come back... From, if Act 2 is from Rome, the first 2 hours and 10 minutes of this 2 hour, 40 minute movie are Act 1. You, and that doesn't make sense. Like, there's no... It's a character study that has no payoff. Do you think it's because they go back and forth? Like, with the Bruce Lee thing was not current... And I was like, okay, so are they going to take it, like, uh, pick it up at current? And, but it was like, no, he's still on this roof. Right. I think 
the flashbacks and shit with like him maybe murdering his wife and the whole extended scene with Bruce Lee. Hang on, skip ahead again. I'm sorry, we're f- fucking shit at this. We'll figure it out. Well, maybe. You, well, we can we can go back and edit and post. Oh, we could, but I don't want to. We will. Maybe I, maybe you have I, my promise and guarantee. Maybe you'll hear have heard of a cutback of me saying skip ahead, however long, but. The Bruce Lee's an extended flashback sequence and an extended cameo. But it's so long where you feel like it could be... Yeah, you you watched it and you're like, oh, Brad Pitt went on set and all this happened. And yeah, and I'm it like, and oh, like they got him back on shit. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, this was the flashback from like three years ago or whatever. And he ends it, fair enough. Like, nigga, what? Fair enough, what? Like, like this, he, knows, he, knows, he knows why Kurt Russell doesn't want to I get him. that, but this was like a 20-minute flashback. Fix my satellite dish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like you're right. up here with a beer and a cigarette, reminiscing so, the good times. So I think this movie was shot either to be shown sequentially or like Pulp Fiction, and then Tarantino realized how long it was and cut it. That's yeah. what it all reads to me as. This movie reads like if there's ever a director's cut, this movie will at minimum double in length. Anything else you want to say before I go into my piece? So I really hated the ending, but I love this movie and I would recommend it to. Anyone who likes, like, movies about Hollywood. Um, I will say I liked it a lot. I liked the DiCaprio-Brad Pitt uh, relationship they had Their chemistry was exceptional. It was exceptional. The story they were telling I really liked. Like, up until where, like, his his flashbacks there. If they had not, it seemed like if they had made Sharon Tate, even though she was a small role, if they had made her smaller... It would have been okay, and I feel like they were trying to make her bigger yeah. because that's their draw in. To and cut that... you off real quick, and I'm sorry, Sharon Tate, like Margot Robbie, as this character is in this movie for maybe 25 minutes of yeah, this two she, hour, 40 but minute She's in time. our heart forever because she's so hot. And she's Margo, a white woman, so Margo, I'm going to say hard pass. She's not attractive. Call 763. You are literally not going to give out your <laughs> fucking two. phone number. Shut the fuck up. Don't give out your phone number to this podcast. Margot Robbie is Margo. not. It's also Margot Robbie. Like she's. Are you sure? Wait, no. Yeah. Margot, if you want to tell me how to say your name correctly, just no. Stop. We literally have our email on our website. She can email us. Margot. Stop. Stop. Don't email him. Call me. (laughs) Call me. I don't care about your boyfriend. Let that man go. Stop. Okay. Um. Why are you doxing yourself? (laughs) For Margot. <laughs> I thought that Margo's was clear. not gonna listen to Margo, this podcast. Margo, if you're listening, I'll do anything. For Literally, you. best case, do... Leonardo DiCaprio's assistant's assistant DiCaprio, might listen to DiCaprio, this. DiCaprio, if you hear this, give Margo my number. It's seven six three. No, <laughs> stop. I'm sorry. Your area code is too much because now we know where in Minnesota we are. No, because you could pick. When I went to T-Mobile, they said, do you want 763 or 612? Like, it's technically Minneapolis, but Minneapolis is big. Yeah, I know. You told them that we're in Minneapolis. Hey, well, we're not in Rochester. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like they wanted her to be in this. Like, he's like, I want to do more Manson, but maybe not that much. I want to do Sharon Tate, but maybe not that much. Like, if they had made this about them and even cut this Polanski, Roman Tate shit down smaller, I still would have been into it. You know, because their shit was good enough as is. I like Margot. I think she did a a good job for the fact that she didn't really speak because Tarantino was a dickwad. Again, I'm guessing Margot was an hour of this six and a half hour cut. Generously, though. No. 
of the six and a half hour cut that may no, have existed, generous, she was probably narrow as well. I think her role was cut down. All she did was dance and giggle and have dirty feet. So Sally Menke was Tarantino's original editor. She died after Inglorious Bastards and Django and Hateful Eight were his first movies that did not have her as an editor, which I... You told me that. Yeah, the general consensus of that shows heavily that she was not the one editing them because she was what kept his stories clearly coherent. Like Stephen King. And I think he... Whoever, I don't know if he's had the same editor for those three movies now. Whoever edited this did a very good job at making the story yeah. as coherent as possible. But they cut, so very, yeah, all they at least cut half of this yeah. movie out. Like, there's I, no way otherwise. Because, like, the Al Pacino scene cuts constantly to movies Rick Dalton had done before. All of this movie is one big cut. Like, it's like, we don't want to give DiCaprio expose, so let's interput movies he's done which was cool but at the third movie then I got tired because all the movie cuts were also very long mm-hmm. and if it's not active like the thing with the little girl and the cowboy shit like it's not like he was actively filming so all of those flashback and um, then weird cuts where they're putting his face over Steve yeah. McQueen's body for movies that Steve McQueen got cause Rick Dalton almost got him which oh, was fucking funny I don't really think about that that but, uh the one where he was the air pilot the who was captured yeah yeah, oh. yeah that was I'm I'm pretty sure the actual Steve McQueen movie where they edited DiCaprio's face over Steve McQueen. McQueen. Okay, here's what I say. I like Brad Pitt. Like DiCaprio, like Margot Robbie. You literally texted me trained emojis when I showed you. Stop! Yeah, I'm exposing you. Stop! You like white men. You are the white man's whore. Stop, stop, stop. Margot Robbie's not a white man. (laughs) You are the white whore. Margot, if you're listening. No! (laughs) Anyway, I like DiCaprio, what he did. I like Brad Pitt, what he did. Um, Austin Butler, I'm paying more attention to him because I probably won't see the Elvis movie because fuck Elvis, but... We'll probably see the Elvis I'm movie. I'm just saying because, like, now he they're like, oh, he's Elvis, so, like, now I'm looking at yeah, you, Yeah, if we right? get the AMC Stubbs A-list, because I'm pretty sure Movie Pass is shuttered at this point, and I would rather get Movie Pass over AMC Stubbs, but I think they're done. Austin Butler, I don't think he has the chops to play Elvis, but we'll see. He did, he did good for Tex. Um, yeah. Tex is a weird character. I think he did good for the fact that they did he was like, Oh he ho ho ho, ho he my favorite person. Like he sounded like Goofy to me. Like you ho, ho like didn't he sound like Goofy? No. Remember when Brad Pitt or yeah, Brad Pitt was like, It's something dumber than that. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> I don't remember your name. It was something dumb though. Yeah, and, and he then Tex is like, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's uh, work and he's like, No, it's something dumber than yeah, that. Like, Imagine having a fucking persona and it getting shitted on. Brad Pitt, by the way, is aging, but his body is not. <laughs> like, that nigga just be eating tuna. I, he be on an all-protein diet. I want to live in a universe where people are so blind that they think DiCaprio and Brad Pitt look alike, and that Brad Pitt looks younger than DiCaprio. Even their body type. Remember when Al Pacino was like, is this your son? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean, is this your son? Like, that's Brad his Pitt's- dad. <laughs> like, baseline, that's his father-in-law. But anyway... I like DiCaprio, I like Brad Pitt, I like Margot I like everything each individual person did, minus the people that clearly got cut off, which was like Al Pacino and Kurt Russell. It was a weird take on the Sharon Tate murders without actually wanting it to be about the Sharon Tate murders. I think the, listen to me. Yeah, I'm I think the Playboy Mansion scene was weird. Yeah, it was meant the, to give exposition that ended up not meaning Which anything. was dumb. I think the Playboy Mansion scene was weird. Sharon Tate in the movie theater was weird. The dirty feet were weird. Brad Pitt driving in the car with the girl who was trying to fuck him was weird. Like, not him getting to the Manson place was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Him talking to George was a little bit weird. 
Uh, Brad Pitt's 13 years older than DiCaprio. I looked it up. That's a lot, though. When you're 13, you're zero years of age, obviously. But yeah. also when you're 13 and 26. He's, Brad Pitt's 55, DiCaprio's 44. So 11 years that I fucked that yeah. up. I don't know. Those young 25-year-olds keep DiCaprio young. Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's 11 years older than but Brad anyway, Pitt. But anyway, all the... Th- or younger than Brad Pitt. There were a lot of weird parts, but... Hang on real quick. Skip ahead another five minutes. I'm sorry I suck. Glossing over it. I liked it. I I'm not like going to cut these out, but I'm probably going to put in a skip ahead thing at this point because we've fucked up so much. We're literally an hour and five minutes into this podcast and we haven't gotten to any other content. I liked it more than Django because Django, while it was not traumatizing for me, the whole slave thing is a lot and there's a lot with that. And um, Glorious Bastards I liked, but it was it seemed longer than this. I think Glorious Bastards. Kill Bill I did not like, and that's all the Tarantino movies I've seen. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino is... A hack and a foot fetishy boy. Quentin Tarantino... Dirty foot. Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite directors. Like, it's... Yeah, I know. It's shitty. What? Like, I... Oh, we're, I'm, we're now broken up and this is a solo podcast. I'm a film nerd who literally spent $350 on maybe... You already said that. I know, but like, four of these 20-some films that I purchased are American movies. I don't like American movies on the whole compared to foreign films. But my top three directors are also Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, and Quentin Tarantino. Listeners, like, listeners, you are as hurt as I am right like, now, but more so because I, know, I might get murdered living with him. I'm the worst mix of shitty white movie fan Twitter and like actual film nerd Twitter. Can we stop the podcast? No. I think we should end it now. We've had a good <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to do this with you no more. We I'd rather you like Christopher Nolan. We literally spent $130 on our website. We can't quit Stop it out now. Christopher Nolan's shit. awful. Quentin Tarantino's awful. And he Quentin says Tar- nigger. To my knowledge, Christopher Nolan's never said nigger. Has Quentin Tarantino? Yes. Yes. And he writes it in. Christopher Nolan, I've never been offended by his films. Tarantino? Yeah. So, go ahead and pick again. You're choosing. <laughs> Sebastian, you was right. We're not giving any of Sebastian's ads. He knows who he is. Interst- Stop it! Interstellar. I was going to say. I was gonna oh, say, I thought you were going to give this No. Ad. Stop yelling at me. I was just going to say Interstellar. Because that's Sebastian's favorite movie. Um, But yeah, my favorite directors are those you three. Mad. Which so <laughs> I mad. thought you were going to give us ad no, and you what? keep doxing everyone. <laughs> you keep everyone. doxing everyone. Everyone's How are we going to take off when you dox everyone? Doxed. Everyone's getting doxed. If I know you, I'm going to just go through one episode for our Patreon. It's going to be... Uh, at Grace, it's just, at, at G Spot, and man, at I was going to list everyone's apps. That's yeah, going to be the whole episode. It's going to be like, who do we know? And it's just going to be a list of every single one of Sid's followers. And then you're going to find out her Twitter, and you can harass her too. If you harass me, you get blocked. I don't care. She's one of two followers on our Twitter right now, so get you blocked. can use that info. So get blocked. Try it. I don't care. I don't care. So I really like this movie. The ending made no sense to me. It made um, sense. Okay, Do we, what else do we want to say about it? Technically, you want to say anything? Technically, you want to say about acting? You want to say anything? Subplot? Like, let's I, hit our points real quick. I want to try and find a 35mm, 70mm screening of it and go see it again. Why? Because a lot of the shit felt like it was at 30 or 60 frames per second. For which, the flashbacks. Which, no, no, it was at random points that made no sense. Um. So I want to try watching it again on an actual film print. But I don't know if there's anywhere in the area that does. It's not an hour and a half away. 
and the max that I'm willing to drive is like 45 minutes, and I don't even know if you would want to go see it with me again, but I would The be only more... place that I could think there would would be maybe the drivings that we've seen. And Walker Art is... Museum could be showing it they in wouldn't. print. They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. could. They wouldn't trust. Okay. But, uh... Like, Tarantino movies are also so long where they're like uh, Martin Scorsese movies where yeah, in good conscience I can't watch them again. Back when I lived in Madison, like I drove to... Doxing I don't yourself. live there anymore. I don't know. Doxing, Doxing myself. yourself. Back when I lived in Madison, it, I, I drove to... At... Don't... I will fist fight you and we will cancel this podcast right now if you give out my at. Hey, one at and you get his at. <laughs> I lived in Madison, and I drove to Waukesha to go see Hateful Eight on 70mm, on quote-unquote glorious Panavision 70mm film at Quentin Tarantino uh, to go see Hateful Eight. It was the only time I saw it in theaters, and I saw it in 70mm. It had the intro overture, it had an intermission, it had all this crazy shit. Uh, but yeah, I fucked with it. Um, I want to go see this in print, because I want to go see if the film print is better than that. Do you think Tarantino would be guest on our podcast if he saw my feet? He's literally only been a guest on one podcast ever, and it's literally the podcast that is his own movie theater, and he's only Listen, done it once. But I'll show him my feet. Tarantino yeah, but he's also any, he doesn't know any black women. I know he doesn't. I got a special. Gym. I don't know how hey, to make. Hey, Quentin. I don't if you're know how listening, to make. I got a special gym for you. Give me Margot's number. Give her my number, and I'll give you my feet. You also have to feature on our podcast. I'll be, I'll be waiting. He's literally not going to be able to be on this podcast for more than 20 minutes without saying the N-word. You're going to have to like accept it and not find him on it. Quentin, I'll be waiting. Get help. I'll be waiting. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that's how we feel about the film, I guess. Which was not at all linear and you didn't get a good explanation. So, so here's what I'll say. If you think about watching it... Go for it, but pick a good show time because it's just long. Stay for yeah. the after credit scene. That's go, the best part. Don't go to an 8 p.m. showing because you're not going to get out until 11:30. My parents went to an 8 p.m. showing. Dumb. My brother told Terrible. me. Terrible. He said they didn't get home till like 11:30. Yeah. We this went at 5:30 and we didn't get out till like nine. We got Chipotle. We at got what, out nine? barely before nine. We went. We got Chipotle. We were at Chipotle at nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we walked in Chipotle at nine and it was a 15 minute drive to yeah. Chipotle. And also it was a 15 minute wait to get burrito at Chipotle. Yeah, but I looked at my phone when we walked in. Yeah. Um, because Chipotle's it, trash. Because also with Brad Pitt this driving, is a, it wait, 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 wait. This Brad, is an anti-Chipotle podcast, and no, anyone not. who supports Chipotle needs to unsubscribe I immediately. Chipotle. Chipotle's garbage. Y'all are fine. Y'all are getting Nicole and I have no sympathy for you. We'll get this together, listeners. Brad Pitt driving took up ninety-five percent of the movie. No, it didn't. It was maybe an hour. Out of two hours. Out of two hours, forty-one minutes. Yeah, Brad he's. He is absolute max 40% of this movie is dri- him driving in a car, which is a lot. I'm not it saying it's nothing. Me. It bothers me that, that he might have killed his wife. That, like, I like Brad Pitt, but that makes me like him less. Like, he pr- he played that. Remember, he, if anyone kills anyone with their hands, it's a homicide. It's that's a manslaughter. What, what it's manslaughter. That's what it's called. Yeah, I don't like, okay, Brad. Bruce Lee's like, I had to register my he's, hands as lethal weapon. If like, I accidentally if kill I you in a fight, I go to prison. I go to prison. And, and then Brad Pitt's like, if anyone kills anyone accidentally in a fight, they go to prison. It's called manslaughter. And I was like, but the part, listen, the part that I hated the absolute most about this movie is that scene when they said, Cassius Clay, don't call him that. 
Don't call it. I know why y'all did. This, but don't. But don't. Yeah, I hear that. That's a white thing in the sixties. Like Bruce obviously, Lee's not white. Yeah, I know. I know he's not white. Uh, from what I know of his film career, he was definitely trying to assimilate with white folk in those sense that like Jackie Chan has successfully done. Yeah, and I think that makes sense if you're a minority from an uh, uh, ethnic continent yeah. and you're trying to like break in and be a movie star. I'm, I completely understand. I am not trying to say that it's cool to call him anything other than Muhammad Ali. Like that's the name he wanted. That's the name he should have been called. Like this is yeah. this is not the same thing as like call trans people by the name that they want to, but it's similar in the sense of. Call people the name they ask to be it, called by. But it is it is because if you don't call trans people what they want to be called, if you don't call MB what they want to be called, if you don't call people by their nicknames and that's what they want to be called by, it is antagonistic. Yes. You are shitty. Yes. I was saying it's not the same plight as trans people go through, but Fine. it's the same thing where you should be calling them the name they request. Right. Because baseline, if you don't call people they want to be called, you're a dick. Right? Like, it's not hurting you. Right. Unless they're like... I'm not gonna say an offensive name, but be, like call me something real shitty, right? Like that's 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 it, right? Um, but yeah, this had weird fucking flashbacks that were extended. Yeah. That Bruce Lee, but I did like him. I did, yeah. The Bruce Lee Brad Pitt cameo was enjoyable as fucking she, she funny as like, shit. What happened to my car? Yeah, Brad Pitt throws Bruce Lee. Guys, threw him. Wait, 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 wait! Skip ahead another two minutes. I'm sorry. He threw him so hard. He this man dented. Car. And this Bruce man Lee dented, is small. Yeah, this man dented both the passenger and rear door. Back, back passenger, and Bruce Lee is small. Like, I know he was small. You know how hard you gotta throw someone? I want... I seen that. I was like, holy shit! I desperately want the seven-hour cut of this movie because I will go on record. If we get the seven-hour cut of the movie, this will be the best film ever made. I'm not watching that this shit. Will be, this will be... I'm not watching those seven hours. This, this will be the, move, the movie that usurps Satan Tango. Like, I want it. But, okay. Wrapping, 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 wrapping up. What would you give this movie out of uh, 7 out of 10? Are we doing it in general or comparatively to uh, Tarantino's other movies? Do both. Um, To Tarantino's other movies, highest rated, um, I've only seen Django, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and this. And Hateful Eight. Hateful, oh fuck. You've also only seen Kill Bill Part 1. You True. won't watch Volume 2 with me yet. Not yet, but so, was that 6? Seven Kill Bill Volume 1, Seven out of nine. Django, Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, uh, this. This true romance count? I think he's technically disowned it. I love true romance. Um, he, I know he's for sure disowned Natural Born Killers, and then he kind of respected it more when Johnny Cash said it was one of his favorite movies. Uh, the Columbine Killers really like Natural Born Killers. They call themselves. Have that. you seen Natural Born Killers before? Because it's good. Uh, it's got Woody no, Harrelson as one of the main characters. Them, they call themselves that. Yeah. That's their nickname. Yeah. The Trench Coat Mafia. It's shitty in the same way that like Joker, played by Heath Ledger, is shitty. Like oh, for obviously, shot up the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten for this. And yeah. what would you do? It is against cinema as a whole. That's them as a whole Tarantino movies. Yeah, outside of Tarantino okay. movies, what would you give it? It was an 8 out of 10 outside of Tarantino movies. For Tarantino movies, I'd probably say Top Bill. I like Inglorious Bastards for like two reasons, so yes. 8 out of 10. Okay. And then we said 10 out of 10, yes. I'm tentatively feeling a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, this might be my favorite movie of the year. Ooh. I need to think about it more. Uh, this and Crawl, neck and neck. Fuck. Crawl, the alligator, Fuck. going bite. 
once upon a time's neck. If Can it we gets have a, a octagon cage match? <laughs> Charles Manson. Charles and Manson v alligator. The alligator. Ding, ding, ding. Or Brad Pitt and the alligators. Or Brandy the dog and the alligators. Ding, 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 ding. Maybe. Uh, we're gonna move on to our next shit. We are now currently. Wait, do you want to say see it or not see it? I would say go see it in theaters. If but you not for find... twenty dollars. Yeah, don't see we it for saw, sixteen dollars. We saw it for sixteen dollars a piece, which I was shocked. I was talking about reimbursement, and she lost her mind. Cause I'm like sixteen dollars. I didn't even get no snacks. I ain't get no water. I ain't get no snacks. I ain't get no drink. Sixteen for a ticket. And I'm like, this is this is what Friday night premieres are. Lion King wasn't that. Yeah, because you got it in a regular theater. We saw it in a recliner theater. Let's not ever again. But anyway, if yeah, we get those, if those... we get the AMC stubs, Alice, we're fine. Plug AMC, you want to? Okay. I don't like AMC. AMC is terrible. You AMC's plug, plug no, no, AMC no. and I, I plug Margot Robbie. AMC is trash. I don't support AMC. AMC is actively hurting the movie industry because they put such strict embargoes. Like Netflix's whole thing is they want to be able to release the movie on streaming and in theaters at the same time, and AMC has said no to the point that like Roma never got a wide release from Alfonso Cuaron because AMC would not show it. Anyway, we're going to move on to Chance the Rapper's newest album. Begrudgingly because of what Jack said and begrudgingly because of Chance the Rapper. The, so we're not having a fun time. The newest, tonight. the greatest album ever recorded, the best thing to ever exist, The Big Day. Can we talk about Margot Robbie again? No. Can we talk about anyone else again? No, we are on channel, Chancellor the Rapper, Please Say the Rapper, Chance the Rapper Smith. So what do you think of Chance the Rapper's album? I thought she was going to go first. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah. Whoo! Oh, jeez. Wait, where's my page of notes? I don't know. What oh. the fuck do you do with it? She wrote... Double-sided She wrote, pencil. yeah, double-sided one page, so I guess I'm going to say a page and a half of notes. Page and three-quarter. Page and... Yeah, page and two-thirds. Because you say what you want to say. I can just say my highlights, or I can do that first if you want. Is that what you wanted to go ahead? Okay, highlights. Um, Every time Chance says, and we back, a puppy dies, and I lose five years off my life. In parentheses, I, uh, excuse me, in parentheses, literal reaction to seconds of the first, oh, excuse me, literal reaction to seconds of the first song. I have sloppy handwriting. Um, then two, two bullet points down. Every time John Legend howls, underline, he was only over on the a first song, song, by the way. I just over a say, song. Yep, I hear what you're saying. I just want to say John Legend is only on the but first song. But he howls a lot. So every time John Legend howls, underline, over a song, I lose 20 years off my life. I also don't care about him Sid having money. dead already. <laughs> I don't care about him having money, uh, buying his wife lots of rings, or his kids. Like, I can't get jiggy with that. We also don't... I don't think we even know his kids' names. We've seen one Kinsley, of them on this. Kinsley is the baby. Um, It's K-I-N-S-L-I-E-Y, something like that. She's a little bit younger than Kanye's... Then... What's his Saint? other baby? Saint? That's the boy? That's the boy who's now... It's Chicago, and then they're having a fourth so one. So, Chicago's their baby, their yeah. fourth one they haven't had yet. Saint is their one who's, like, yeah. I don't know, one and a half, and then North. Yeah, um, because Blue is tied with North. Uh, Kinsley is almost at Chicago's age. Here's, here's, here's what really got me mad with Chance to Rapper's album. Um, track three. Okay. 
he said, side niggas make Kool-Aid with Splenda. Now, I'm going to... Diabetic Sid no, coming no, I'm in. I'm going to up my notes for a second. What, Chancellor Bennett, what makes you think it's okay to say that? This will be our longest podcast ever for sure. We Some already get the longest ever. have diseases. I am a Splendor user through and through. I cannot process sugar like that. Chance the Rapper and confirmed ableist. Fuck? Why are you doing that? What if you're sick, Chance? What if you're sick? I just I was hurt by that. He was talking about hot showers. He was talking about his dad being on the Obama campaign. He said he was talking about how his his woman cut off sex and he was not in the like. What did he say? What did he say? He was not in the vibe or something. He said I only eat God as long as I got you, God. And then um, he was talking about how he doesn't got you. He doesn't need anything but you, God, like Wu Tang. He said, I don't think I, I said. Hey, I you, God, if you're listening to this, you're the worst member of Wu Tang, and you should shit. be ashamed of yourself. I said, I don't think I care less about Chance's wedding day than I. Uh, if I be ever, if I ever become a successful artist in any sense, director, or musician, I really fucking hope this does not get tied back to me. He said, I said, I didn't think I care uh, less about Chance's wedding day than I heard him trying to bite Frank Ocean. The whole album was trash, but I'll pick up there with you with him biting Frank Ocean. I'll let you go ahead and go ahead and say your piece now. So, but, but then we'll talk about Ed Sheeran's album comparatively. So the one thing I have always appreciated about Chance from his first three mixtapes is even if I didn't love it front to back, he kept it to 14 songs. It wasn't that long. You know, I could appreciate what he was doing. In this song, this album, his quote-unquote debut album, because, like, fuck meaning, I guess, is 22 songs in, an, what, an hour and 17 minutes? I don't know. I tapped out. I hated it, and I was not even doing anything at work, and I was still... I'm like, damn, do I have any work to do? Yeah, so <laughs> we've run over time, so I might not get into it, but I listened to YBN Corday's album, I listened to BJ the Chicago Kids, and I listened to E-40's album, and then I realized that this shit came out, because it didn't even come out at midnight like it was supposed to. And I listened to it came out at like one thirty in the afternoon, right? I think it came out around noon Eastern time, but yeah. I don't know. Like something so like sir, I'm at work. So like, Yeah, so I clicked on it to start the song and sent it to the group chat with me and Sebastian with me, Sydney, Sebastian. Should we say Sebastian's at now? No. No. You have doxxed way too many people, including almost yourself. If you know me, you're getting doxxed. <laughs> You're gonna dox Kendrick when he's on our show eventually. Kendrick's gonna dock himself. <laughs> so, because he has a book to sell. <laughs> you know, so he has a book to sell. I know. I'm just saying, like, that's not a reason to dox yourself. Well, money is money. So he releases out at noon. It's an hour, seventeen minutes. It's twenty two tracks. And honestly, I think I would have hated this album less if it was fourteen, because there's no reason for this shit to be this long. He does not have that much to say. I was listening to the song and I'm like, I don't know, three, four tracks in, and I'm like, man, this is like someone who's listened to Blonde by Frank Ocean. He's like, let me make that introspective, reflecting on my youth shit, but also make it playable in the club. And you said that before I had listened to it, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then I listened to it, and then this track that's based off the album comes on that's called also The Big Day, and then he I starts- I was going to say The Best Day. No, it's called The Big Day. And that shit comes on, and he hits that weird random yelling that Frank Ocean does real well in biking. 
and it just does not work, and it makes no sense. Don't you and put it on, cause Chance gonna sue us. Yeah, I know. That was why. That's this is the main reason why we canceled intros. I was gonna do E forty. Sid's scared about getting sued. Cause so, we're we're both four. Yeah, we are. We barely could afford buying the website to get hey, the RSS feed. I'm gonna say we got. Hey, Margo, if you're listening. Margo, if you're listening, got you money. got more money than her. No, Don't reach out. Stop. It's a waste of your time. Stop. I got money. If you want to hear how much money I got, please reach out. No, don't. Stop giving out your fucking phone number. Get a control of yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Margo does not care about you. Don't you are that. a broke don't. bitch wait, just no, like wait, me. Wait, wait, no, that was hurtful, actually. Yeah, I know. No, wait, wait, that was actually mean. <laughs> <laughs> wait. This is not fun no more. <laughs> Margot does is, not care like, about you. Don't say she don't care. She might. She don't. But she might. I don't know her and I know she don't. But she might. No. Stop. Focus on Chance's album. Jesus Christ. It's not making me happy. This makes Margot make me happy. Chance's album is like Blonde if you tried to make it a club album but with none of the awareness or composition that Frank has. Okay, so I'm yelling and sucking Frank Ocean's dick. <sighs> So I listened to this first song, and I'm like, oh, there's some promise. Grocery was terrible, there's some promise. And then the shit kept going on and on and on and on, and literally there are three good features on it. There's Smino, there's... The Baby. No. The Baby. The Baby had one of the worst features, not gonna lie. The Baby. There's Smino, there's the Megan Thee Stallion, and there's Gucci Mane, and everyone else was awful. And The Baby. I was listening to YBN's album, I was listening to E-40's album, and then I listened to this, and I'm like, damn, every album that came out today has at least one fool rapping off beat for an entire song. The mm. baby being the one on this album. The baby's like, what's a beat? Leave him alone, he don't need you. He'll fight you. I'm sure he will. No, he will fight you. I'm sure, but I also feel like he doesn't give a shit about a podcast that has zero listens on Stitcher as of now. The baby, if you want to fight Jack, text 608. Dox yourself and leave me out of it. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I tried to dox myself. You wouldn't let me. Yeah, now you're like, oh, I'll dox Jack instead. <laughs> Why not? Hey, if you know me, you're getting doxed. I guess I'm I don't know you anymore. Leave me alone. Delete my number. <laughs> I've already through my whole contact. We don't know each other anymore. It's a little podcast, like I've said twice already on this show. <sighs> anyway, the baby's off beat the whole fucking song. Don't matter. Everything is shit. Don't matter. And chances, like, I've never heard a rapper sound unhappy to be on their own album before, before I listened to this. Like, he hits that monotone, and it's not like a monotone where he's trying to sound like he's disconnected from it. It sounds like he's monotone, like he's recorded the same verse a hundred times, and for some reason, the first 99 times, it actually, like, the producer forgot to hit record. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. And it's so bad to the point that I can't figure out if the beats are bad or if Chance is so bad that he makes the beats sound bad. Both. It's probably both. Both. Chance has not been good since acid rap. But if this song, like... <sighs> Which is astounding because he has... Coloring Book. Coloring Book. It's not good. Now, he did a tour for it. It wasn't good. I know. I saw Coloring Book tour. Coloring Book tour was not good. The Grammys Coloring Book got was not good. It's not good. Coloring Book came out 
three. I, one week before I graduated from high school, it came no. out. I think it did. No, it was. A, it was. A oh summer. no, that was the Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. Yeah, no, Coloring Book came out. It was a summertime. Yeah, it was he summer twenty sixteen. Because I saw him in Minnesota in May. Yeah, so Coloring so Book. When uh, did it come out? Twenty sixteen. January. But May, yeah. May or June of twenty sixteen. Yeah, it wasn't that far back. It was disappointing, not because it was a bad album, but because it felt like it was Chance the Rapper in the Social Experiment, where he had so many features that it just felt like it wasn't his album. Oh. And this has the same problem while also being too long and also having no focus. If he wanted to make another fucking gospel album, that's fine. But he had 22 songs, and four of them were about God and nothing else. Then there were the skits, but also Coloring Book was like, also a follow-up to Acid Rap. That's a lot to do. Yeah. He hadn't had anything except his Kanye feature, We on an Ultralight Beam. Actually, let me stop, because Kanye will sue. Kanye does not like black folk. Kanye already sent the season to sis. We just haven't seen the yet. Bro, we haven't even released listen, the episode, and that's already showing up in my We just said this. Kanye box. just shot up in bed, and Kim said, "What's wrong, babe?" But yeah, but that's pretty much it. I don't. It's, it was not good for sure, for certain, for certain. And Yachty so, was not on this, so I couldn't even. Those Yachty was on this. No, on this one. He had a song on it. No, he had a featured credit. What's the song called? The Best Big Day. day. He was on this. He was. He was on like track five, six. I don't know. Keep talking so I can look it up. Well, Yadi was on the mixtape. Like that shit with a young thug. Before I even know who Lil Yadi was. Either way, chances chance to retire. He like he's always like, Y'all don't like me because I rap about Jesus. It's like no. We rap we don't like you because you don't rap about shit. Because you rap about Jesus and it's garbage. Lil Yachty is on this album. Uh, where the fuck is he? I know, not on it. Oh, Lil Yachty's on this album. Pierre Bourne produced a lot of this garbage ass production. Um, I don't know. I listened to this and I'm just like, I'm ready to die. Why are we because here? Because Jack threatened to cancel the podcast if I didn't listen to this. So, listeners, you have a page and three quarters worth of notes because of Jack. Hope it's worth it. Page and two quarters. Two three thirds. Two thirds. Um. I just wanted it to not be shit. And I listened to the intro track. I'm like, oh, this is promising. And then it just plummeted. Like, he. Chance does not sound like he wants to be on his own album. And that's, that's a problem. Yeah, but that's your mistake. Like, listen, after after listening to the coloring book, hearing the intro, intros means, not, means nothing. Yeah, but the intro on coloring book was the worst song on the album. Mm, no, it got me the most hype. And we back, 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 and we back. You did not say it this many times. Please stop, dear Lord. Because <laughs> it was just... Chance the I was rapper. Wrong. He was on Iggy Azalea's album, but not Chano's. Chancellor the rapper, please stop rapping. Chancellor the rapper, please say the rapper. Replay the preplay. Green Bay the Packers. I want to say magical words like Abracadabra was before Green Bay the Packers. I don't know Chance bars. All I, I know that. is he, what did he say? What did he say? 
We on the ocean light beam. We on the ocean light beam. When they come for you, I will shield your name. I will heal their questions. I will heal your pain. That was the only verse that my dad actually started liking Chance after, which is a yeah, That was the worst oh, time he, to no, become a Chance fan. No, he was like, oh, this good. I, he's like, yeah, I hear him. I, I hear this young boy. We'll see what he can do. And he no heard worst. a coloring book, and he's like, this is garbage. Yeah. Like, you know what, Dad? There was no worst time I to tried to put you on for coloring books. Or, I'm sorry, acid rap. Yes. Yeah, there was no worse time to become a Chance fan than ten, after his feature on Ten days was Pop better World. than his. Yeah, so... It was a trash album. Don't listen to it. Everyone who's listened to it that I know has regretted it. Yeah. Save the, your time. Go to Dairy Queen. The literal best review I've seen of this album is a 6 out of 10. Go to Dairy Queen instead. Dilly, I will, I will yeah, take a second. Them. I'm not going to talk about Chance. I'm not going to shout out Chance. I will shout out Butterscotch Dilly Bars. To quote Sid, it was, Hot dog, I love me some Butterscotch Dilly Bars. And they do. And the whitest do. thing Sid has ever do. said on listen, the planet Earth. Go try them. Then They're you, okay. Then They're good. They're me. well made. Then you come talk to me. Then you come talk to me. And he'd be like, wow, if these are not as good as you said, Sid, no. you overhyped me with your white nonsense. I'm sorry if you don't understand. Next question. Uh, but yeah, uh, the only two worst things you could do than this is listen to Ed Sheeran's and... No, you know what? Ed Sheeran's I think I like Ed Sheeran's album more than this. Yeah, Ed Sheeran... No. Chance the Rapper has three good songs on this, and all three of them are better than any song on Ed Sheeran's album, but every single... Like, the final product of this his album is worse than Ed Sheeran's what I said was in my notes Ed Sheeran the first half of his album I only liked in the shitty top 40s kind of way but I liked it but then after the second half I hated it could not listen to it Chance's album I it was consistent I kind of didn't like any parts but it was okay so I'd say I guess Chance wins in that retrospect my conservative guess is that I've listened to 45 albums this year this is the worst one Cool. Even Ed Sheeran? Yes, I think Ed Sheeran's the second worst, and this is worst. Cause I don't actively listen to music I'm expecting to hate. Like the albums that I listen to that I'm expecting to hate usually end up on the bottom of my list. Like Justin Timberlake's album and Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets were albums I went into expecting to hate. The only album that I've been blown away with how much I absolutely hated was the Speeding Bullet to Heaven by Kid Cudi. Speeding Bullet to Hell. Like, that's, I think, the only album I went into with low expectations, but not a, I'm gonna hate this, that I ended up hating. Okay. But yeah, Chance has three songs on this that are better than any song on Ed Sheeran's album, and it's just still worse than Ed Sheeran's album, because, oh, the lows are so bad. This is a 22-song album that that was like a 3 out of 10 to me. And if it was a 14-song album, it could have made its way up to three and a half. And if this was a five-song album, it would have been a five. Like, there's no world in which this album was good. Chances world? What would you give it out of ten? Ooh, three. Three? Four, three, four, low. Wow, so we're at the same spot. Mm. I would have given it a three out of ten as it is. Would you recommend it? Recommend nope. it to channel fans nope. or not recommend it nope. at all? I would not recommend it to nobody because I don't want to go to hell for that. If I When I go to hell, I want it to be for robbery or arson or tax evasion or fraud. Or like Something you white women? Fun. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
slow down. If you like white women on the show, we don't want your support. If you like white women, raise your hand. Margle, you already know where you can reach me. I've already told you. DM Margle. DM the pod. If you delete Margle's fucking tweets from my pod. If Margle reaches out to the pod, I'll tell you, but I'll also tell you after I blocked her. If you block her, I'm... If you block her, that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> Sincerely, I it'll be a it'll be a double murder suicide. It'll be a single murder suicide. Who else are you killing beyond me? I'm killing you and I'm killing myself. Yeah, I'm that's a murder suicide. I said a double murder suicide. Yeah, a double murder means you kill two people and oh, then killed yourself. I don't. I mean, I guess I can kill Grace. I don't or Sebastian. Grace is everything. Grace and Sebastian run. Don't ever be on this I'll, podcast. I'll keep one of Save yourself. Switch it I'll switch it up. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'll kill Kendrick because I know he's fast. But I'll I'll kill someone to switch it up, I guess. Kendrick might be on the pod in the next two or three weeks. Kendrick, hopefully you don't listen to this in three weeks when you come on the pod, because then you're here. Okay, so we've run much longer than I was expecting to. I was expecting this to be less than an hour, and we're at an hour forty minutes at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Hey, Sid, what is your recommendation for this week of things for someone to check out? Margot Robbie. Can you be more specific? Uh, have y'all ever seen her Twitter? Her Instagram? Her in the Wolf of Wall Street? If the answer is no, do it. My so, recommendation this week is Margot Robbie. So, Wolf of Wall Street is your recommendation? No, Margot be more specific and give them a piece of actual if media. If Margot Robbie's in it, check it out. Can we get a wheel to spin? No. Well, let's say Margot Robbie's We literally spent too much money on the website to buy anything in the near I'll future. I'll buy a wheel. Okay, Margot Robbie's mine. What's yours? Um, good question, good question, good question. It's not Chance the Rapper's album. Mm. That's for sure. Um... If you like, if you're an old head and you fuck with 90s hip-hop, E-40's not a wrong place to go if you like G-Funk. Um, it's too long, but it's enjoyable, and you could create your own playlist that cuts out a few tracks and be happy with it. Uh, otherwise, I guess the Maltese Falcon, I bought that on Blu-ray this weekend, or last weekend, I guess, technically. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I'm going to make Sid watch it. We might talk about it next week because we don't really have shit to watch here. Season 2 in the coming week. Yeah, we might talk about Euphoria season finale because we're recording this Sunday night, but we also might be recording that in two weeks because we usually record on Saturday nights. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies already ended. We've literally run out of time to talk about that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll do a midweek special on Big Little Lies. But we're done now. But we're done now. Have a good night. Bye.